social ladies. All the 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 social ladies. Now put your phones up. What are you doing? Are we gonna get copyright infringement? <laughs> and uh... <laughs> Did you see the video this weekend of the people dancing to All I Want for Christmas is You at the gas station? <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about, but I had no idea this was the song that was playing. Really? I don't listen with sound on. Oh my gosh, it makes it so much better. Everyone was just so happy dancing along to Mariah Carey, All I Want for Christmas is You in November. Wow, I really had no idea where you were going to take this. <laughs> so yes, the election results were announced on Saturday. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris were named the president and vice president-elects. That they were. And social media was a playground <laughs> for celebration. Absolutely. Include Aside from social media, our neighborhood was also quite excited. Yes. I've been seeing a lot of things comparing doom scrolling to joy scrolling. I know. I saw that too. So people are now excited to be on social media again to see some positivity yeah. in the news. Yeah. I mean, especially after the week leading up to Saturday's announcement. Yes. There was a lot of anxiety. A lot of stress. A lot of watching the news for hours on end. Well, I'm glad you brought that up. All of Twitter has newfound relationships with news anchors. Correct. Which happens every election year. But more so this year because people are watching for days. For sure. I mean, our girl Mary Bruce. Flawless eye makeup. She's awesome. Um, Abby Phillip. What's your, the khaki pant guy name? Steve Kornacki. Steve Kornacki. The Steve Kornacki memes on Twitter were my favorite. The one where he was at the screen pointed to the maps and it compared him to Charlie from It's Always Sunny oh in Philadelphia God. was spot on. Well, there was even a guy on Twitter posted and said, when is my husband Steve Kornacki coming home from war? <laughs> and started this whole rumor online that he actually was his husband. People were believing that they were in a relationship. Oh my God. Yeah. People wow. were invested in the news. Honestly, though. Well, I loved that I have these newfound Twitter friends. Yes. What's the guy with the glasses? Oh. Jacob Soboroff. He was in Vegas. His yellow corduroy shirt is burned <laughs> into my memory. Yes. Well, on the other side of the celebration, there's obviously still some discussion going yep. on about what this transition is going to look like. President Trump has been tweeting up a storm. And since the election, Facebook and Twitter have labeled over a dozen posts and probably more, more by this point yeah. um, by Trump and his campaign members as disputed. So anything about voter fraud or fake news, they are prompting scrollers to think twice before believing it. I actually am excited to see the future of flagged tweets like that. What in particular? Just the idea that social media is constantly full of information sharing that isn't backed by yeah, anything. Yeah. And I like the validity that it provides. Yes. Absolutely. I mean, honestly, on all user accounts, not just the president's. Mm -hmm. Well, one impact of these tags mm -hmm. is that people are leaving Facebook. So there was a group called Stop the Steal, which had dozens of stories of claims of voter fraud. Mm hmm and Facebook took the group down. And a lot of those members have since fled to these new social networks. So they're new to me. Yeah, Parler. Parler and MeWe. MeWe, yeah. 
more conservative social platforms. Yeah, they are at the top of the app download charts, which is yeah. crazy. Yeah. Um, and they have a lot fewer restrictions and rules in place for fact checking and what you can and can't say. It's interesting for sure. But now they're really gaining a lot of traction given everything that's transpired over the past week. Yep. So we're talking a lot about content moderation and censorship and what the networks are doing. Mm-hmm. One network we actually talk about a lot on the show today, which is Pinterest, <laughs> recently released its latest transparency report, which provides insight into the volume of legal and government requests they receive for user information, where the requests come from, and how they respond. So Pinterest is currently at 442 million active users, Monthly. which is huge. Yeah, yeah. that's a loaded number but the amount of flags that they get in the content does not compare to that of Facebook and other large players yeah the report itself shared an astronomical number of how many posts have been pulled specifically from Facebook and in comparison the number that was flagged on Pinterest is so minimal It says Pinterest complied with 46 official information requests (laughs) impacting 55 accounts. Yeah. Facebook dealt with more than 140,000 government requests for data in the second half of 2019 alone. Unreal. Well, Michelle alluded to this, but we're speaking with Brie Foster of Pinterest today. Brie is a social editor at the network itself, so she spends her time behind the scenes of the platform and really curating Pinterest's own social channels. Yeah, super interesting take she shares with us, I think. Um, One that we've never explored on the show before. So here she is. Hi, Brie. Welcome to All the Social Ladies. Hi, thanks for having me. How's it going? Great. We are so happy to have you. We have never had someone from one of the networks on the show before. (sighs) Stop. I'm the first one. (laughs) I didn't know that. Yes. Wait, that's awesome. And it's Pinterest, which is one of our favorites, <laughs> honestly. Like, I oh spend my far too much time on that. <laughs> I mean, same. You'd think, like, working at Pinterest makes you not want to use it, but I will literally clock out, quote unquote, and then, like, hop right back on Pinterest and, like, pick out dinner or something. It's insane. Yes. Oh, my God. I love that. <laughs> well, we like to start every episode with something we call the social media speed round. So we're going to ask you a couple questions, and we want you to answer as fast as you can, okay? All right. <laughs> Let's do it. You may be biased for this first one, but what is your favorite social network? Um, my favorite social network is actually Twitter. I know I should have said Pinterest, but it's actually Twitter because I think it's hilarious and I could spend hours on there and I just die laughing. Like Black Twitter is my favorite just yep. social space in the entire world. The content is endless. <laughs> <laughs> what is your go-to emoji? Um, I think my go-to emoji is the girl with her hand. That's like, mm, whatever, like her little mm-hmm. hand, like the sassy girl. I'm constantly yeah, like saying sassy things in group chats or just like dropping that and being like, this is what's <laughs> happening. <laughs> That's a good one. Okay. I think I know the answer to this one, but it's Twitter or TikTok. Oh, actually, mm, Twitter still. TikTok's climbing the ranks though, I got to say. <laughs> what about stories or feed? Uh, stories, because I think you can have a little bit more fun with stories. You can add music, mm-hmm. add some gifts. What Instagram ad can you not get rid of? 
I feel like I get ads for a lot of like champagne brands because Instagram knows me to my core. And so it's just like anything champagne related, like a champagne cooler or a champagne cork or a champagne dog toy. Like it's not a specific thing. It's just like endlessly like bombarding me with champagne related content. And it's all like ridiculous items that you do not need. But I'm like, maybe I do need that. What about your favorite meme? Oh, I mean, I guess like I could do like a throwback because this might have been like my first favorite meme. But I don't know if you guys remember that little girl, Chloe, and she used to like make that like gross face all that the face. time. Yes. yes. The face. I feel like she like started the meme movement. I know that's incorrect, but like for me at least that, so I will always give her props as like starting something amazing because that's one of my that's favorite memes one. and still use that gift to this day. Okay. Last question. It's 2005 and you're on MySpace. What song is playing on your profile? Oh, so this is going to sound crazy, but I did not have a MySpace. Um, oh. So by the time I was like allowed to have a phone and like get on the interwebs, MySpace was done. But I've done some thought into this. And if I had a MySpace, <laughs> it would probably be Pocketful of Sunshine, uh, Natasha Benningfield, and just like on repeat. I think that was 2005. Yeah, I was in fifth grade. That checks out. <laughs> I may have seen an interview that you did that said you were rewatching. Was it Laguna Beach or the Hills during quarantine? Oh my gosh, uh, Laguna Beach, yes, and the Hills. Yes. Actually, I did both. <laughs> I love it. I I want to hear about you. Like, tell us about you. How you got into working at Pinterest and you just your elevator pitch, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So here's my elevator pitch. Um, Let's see, I graduated and started interning at this company called ThreadUp, which is an online secondhand store, but they were building yeah. uh, like brick and mortar stores. And so I started as an intern as like a retail coordinator and helped build those like from the ground up, which was a really amazing opportunity. And then came on full time as a marketing coordinator and really like started doing social for each of those stores. Um, and I had a blast. I would think I was there for like a year and a half. And I always loved the retail industry, but was really eager to get out past retail because I mm -hmm. was so interested in just like the marketing industry in general and wanted to see kind of like where my skills could take me. So I had the service and I had her like redo my resume and she was like, listen, you're like, seem like a great person, but like your resume does not make you seem like a doer. And I was like, Whoa. I was like, that's so oh. rude. <laughs> but what I was like to get damn what feedback. Yeah. So I actually, I mean, honestly, feedback, I needed. So I spent, I think like two days revamping my resume. And after I uploaded it, uploaded it to LinkedIn, did the whole thing. I think like two days or a week after that, I got a message on LinkedIn from a Pinterest recruiter. And I was like, whoa, Ooh. I was like, it worked. It worked. I was like, this is great. <laughs> it worked. It's worth it. I was like, this girl no, might have saved right. my life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so I um, sat down with the recruiter and we chatted about the role and I did the whole like interview loop. And I was like, even if I don't get this job, everyone I met on that interview loop was so amazing and inspiring. Mm -hmm. I was like, I feel like very lucky to have even been a part of this. Mm -hmm. um, and so when I got the call that I got the job, I was like, ecstatic like through the roof it was i think i was on a bus uh in san francisco oh. so it was like a chaotic moment but so that's how i started yeah yeah <laughs> i'm like yeah i did it um and so i started at pinterest as the marketing coordinator and was just like ruthlessly raising my hand for any and every project mm -hmm. possible um because awesome. i was one so eager and excited and just like my team was really adamant about like getting me as much exposure as possible. So I got to do some really cool projects, did some events 
And then our contractor, uh, who was our social team, it was just one person running um, oh. our social. Yeah, she um, her contract was up and she took a new opportunity. And so I, again, raised my hand and I was like, I can do it. And they were like, really? And I was like, yeah, I was like, it was in my past job. I did it at ThreadUp. Like, I love social. Let's get into it. So I transitioned into a community manager position and was uh, the social team of one for a while and really wow. just like helped build that program like from the ground up and been like two years. So it's been a wild ride, but it's a lot of fun. And so that's kind of that's my amazing. journey to this position. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about your day today. Like what is it like in a day in your role? The social team is like, we're small. I think like max, we've had like two or three people on the team at once. Um, and small I have a lot of mighty. really great cross function. <laughs> Small but mighty, exactly. I always say like teamwork makes the dream work, which is a really obnoxious phrase that I can shove <laughs> down everyone's throats in every email I put. But um, I think like the day to day is just like really hustling. Like we are working mm -hmm. girls, like from campaign coordination, trend spotting, analytics, content curation, talking to influencers. Like I don't really know what a full stack engineer is, but I think I would be called a full stack social person because I can like do literally <laughs> front end and back end. Yeah. <laughs> and so day to day is kind of a lot, but exciting because it's a it's a new challenge every day, which is great. I was reading this blog yesterday um, and it's called the social media managers are not OK. And it's basically just yeah. about <laughs> like how in 2020 social media managers are like the first responders and community managers are like constantly like you said waiting for the next trend to happen waiting for the next news to break you kind of have to be always on and this year more than ever and it's crazy and yeah there's all this conversation yeah. about you know the social teams not being recognized for this work how, how has it been for you this year with the craziness of the world yeah this year um i think kind of was the first year that i really realized that i work in social like yeah you think you can get um away from it like i love when people are like social media detoxes and i'm like i would love to do that but like unfortunately right? that is my job and if you i just didn't you check twitter for time. a week yeah, yeah exactly like if i just didn't check twitter for a week i'd be like severely behind like and yes. i'm and that is kind of like comes with the job but i'm okay with that but i think this is the first time especially like in june when the black lives matter movement really like had an uptick and was like really at its peak this year that's when i realized i was like oh i'm like not escaping this at all and that mm -hmm. was really hard for me because one as like a black woman but also i had to do my job and finding that balance and just being really open and honest with my team of when i was feeling like really tired or just yep. overexposed or just needed uh backup and stuff and so i think i need to make sure i'm taking like mental health breaks and taking time aside for myself and sometimes that does mean like, even if it's turning off social for an hour or it's, you know, muting certain topics on my personal feed. So I don't have yeah. to see it, even though I'm monitoring it and just like being really diligent about that. It is almost like a job in itself, but it's worth it for like mental sanity. <laughs> yeah. I saw this stat. I wish I had the article to cite it from, but I saw this stat about the uptick of creation of self-help Instagram channels. Yeah. this year more than mm -hmm. ever the juxtaposition of that because you know there's a social media manager behind that trying to <laughs> preach all of this like exactly and, and <laughs> like put, put cucumbers on your eyes take a nap <laughs> like have a spa day like i can't do yeah. that as the person posting exactly, like, this image <laughs> <laughs> it's it's wild like at the beginning of covid we built this massive board 
um, of like just tips on how to stay inspired and like really just inspiring our pinners. And it was like really good stuff, like meditate, read, like here's yeah. some kids projects you could do. Here's all this right. like fun stuff. And I was like, I was like me at 3 a.m. pinning stuff. And I was like, I twitching. And I was like, make sure to take a break. And I was like, ah, yes. as if I was like, yes. <laughs> and oh my so God. It was really, you know, but it, it's all really worth it because for me, what I love about Pinterest is, and this is, this is a place where people come to better themselves, to learn about themselves. And like, if I can help people do that, I will, I will stay up till 3 a.m. Like I will work weekends. I'll do it because I just love bringing people like joy and happiness, especially in times like this. Like yeah. if I can help someone, I think that's great. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, one thing we've noticed is that Pinterest is always kind of at the pulse of culture and really being one of the first networks to respond and put out this helpful content. Um, we mentioned, you know, Black Lives Matter. We saw the Black-owned beauty and fashion businesses with Pinterest Shop and things like mm-hmm. the chefs at home during the COVID, like restaurant closures and things like that. Tell me about some of your evol- involvement in these campaigns because we love them and share them with our clients all the time. Um, so we'd love to hear about how those come to life. Totally. So every campaign that we create is based on what pinners are asking for. Like whether if it's I've seen like a couple of tweets about it or we're pulling like Pinterest data from just like pure searches on a on a topic that is what we root all of our campaigns in. And then what we try to do is make people see themselves in Pinterest when we talk about these trends. Mm-hmm. And so campaigns like uh, Pinterest shop, which is actually like, I helped start that, which was an amazing thing. Cause it was just like me and two other coworkers sitting in a room, the head of our team. And she was like, let's like make a shop. And I was like, okay, <laughs> and we just kind of went for it. So like for that one in particular, um, obviously black owned businesses, were a highlight this summer and needing that support and needing, you know, that focus. And so we were like, well, we have, you know, our social channels, which we did our own separate campaign, but then we were like, how do we take what people are needing and searching for and make it on a grander scale? And so we made, I think that was maybe the fourth or third edit of the Pinterest shop, the third um, edit of the Pinterest shop and made it about black owned businesses. And that was such a great opportunity because we not only found like amazing brands and SMBs to bring to people, but we got to do it like with a cause and bring people to exactly what they were searching for to help other people. And so it was all very based in like trends and cultural relevance. And that is like chefs at home. I wasn't uh, as closely tied to that project, but of course did the social for it. And so Mm -hmm. really just evaluating like, how do we make these campaigns? come to life on social in a way that people are going to relate to it, want to engage with it and just feel like it's organic because we never want our campaigns to feel super salesy or adsy because it's for our pinners and for our creators or our businesses, you know, whoever it's for. So we want them to feel like they're at the center of each campaign. And so. I love that. I just, the point that you make about it being so rooted in the reality of it all. And the trends, the what trends, people are searching for. I mean, yeah. it's like you have such access to that data. You know what people are looking at on your platform day in and day out, second by second, I'm sure. And it's so easy yeah. to transform that into these campaigns backed by this data and what they need at that moment in time. Yeah. You mentioned the pinner. And one of the things that I know from our work that we do with clients is the different audiences that you're really catering to on Pinterest, like whether it's the small businesses or creators. I know you mentioned influencers before. Tell us about these audiences. Mm -hmm. 
these audiences more specifically and how you're creating or curating content for them? Sure. So for social, we have three specific audiences. It's Pinner, which is people who use Pinterest like you and I. Um, mm-hmm. There's the creator audience, which is influencers, but people who create content to show pinners and then business, which is pretty obvious, but like brands and SMBs, SMBs that use Pinterest to um, sell. So those three audiences have each of their own social channels. And I think I counted yesterday because we're constantly getting new ones or getting rid of some. Um, I think 12 <laughs> in total across all three channels. Wow. Each channel um, has its own strategy. Uh, We really are diligent in making sure that whatever we're putting on the pinner channel makes sense to pinners. And the same goes for creators and business. I wouldn't put something, I wouldn't just copy and paste something over from the pinner side to the creator side, because Mm -hmm. we really want to make sure every post is valued in the needs and the strategy of that audience. Pinner has been around forever. So as business creator is our new channel. And that's kind of where I'm shifting my focus right now, it's like my little baby uh, just created that <laughs> strategy, got her locked and loaded. Um, and so really implementing that and building it from the ground up. It's exciting to yeah. watch the kids. They grow so fast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love that. I'm always watching our brands like followers, too. Even if it's just like 200 more, I'm like, we're getting there. It's still exciting. Yeah, we're no, getting for there. Sure. It is. Yeah. So creator is your new baby. Can you tell us mm-hmm. anything that's coming up that you're excited for? Yeah. So um, we had a really big festival where we like walked through the value prop. We had a bunch of different creators. Um, it was really exciting stuff. Uh, and we talked about story pins, which is our new feature oh, where yeah. it's like, yeah, this content that kind of like lasts forever on Pinterest. I mean, all content does, but it's really amazing because you can create it, um, really make it personal, really make it your own. And it's just, it's a new way to get involved on Pinterest and it's exciting mm-hmm. and it's fun. I love creating story pins. I love looking through story pins. Like I think this is a really great chance for creators to really express themselves in a new way. You can do video, you can do static images, just like really have fun with it. So it's a good time. <laughs> I guess I want to know a little bit more too about Pinterest strategy on other platforms. I feel like there's a yeah. weird like juxtaposition here that I can't articulate very well. well it's like how Twitter yeah. is posting like screenshots of tweets on and Instagram. Instagram. Yeah, and, I, yeah, exactly. I want to hear more about your strategy exactly. and how you're approaching these other s- social behemoths. So I think every social media manager from a social company has like an existential crisis of why their brand is on a different platform (laughs) and like something else. And like, honestly, it happens like quarterly or even just like every post I do. I'm like, is this like, why do we do this? Like I sit with like, you know, my marketing team and we're like, should we? It's like, it's all very, uh, it's all very confusing, but I think the basics of how I try to like ground myself instead of like drifting away into an existential crisis, um, is, we have our platform and our value prop. And what we need to do is shout that from the mountaintops. So if the mountaintop is Instagram, I will be there, but I will make sure every Mm -hmm. post links back to Pinterest. I will be there Mm -hmm. in the comments, like so-and-so creator on Pinterest. Like I will like (laughs) hashtag Pinterest, like never forget to call it out, but always like make sure it's really rooted in bringing people back to the platform or introducing people to the platform. And I think, I think that's just a strategy across all like social brands on other social platforms. The reality is, is creators are on Pinterest or creators on Pinterest also have Instagram. So see you you guys on Instagram, like Pinterest creators (laughs) is coming at you live. Like we're going to be showing that content because it's, 
easier to reach them and then show them exactly the value that they get from Pinterest, exactly why building an audience on Pinterest is so valuable and so amazing because you get to tailor this audience to you. And it's not about like likes or shares and stuff. It's about, you know, who you inspire and who you reach. And (laughs) it's also just interesting because people go to the networks for different things, right? Like on Instagram, you might just be scrolling mindlessly, see something that catches your attention. And then maybe, like you said, you head to Pinterest to learn more, but we always call Pinterest the planning network. So when people are on Pinterest, Mm -hmm. they are actively searching for something that they want or are looking to be inspired, whether it's food, decor, whatever, but they are like ready to make a decision or make a purchase or save something for them to come back to. So it's like such a different way to spend your time. Like when I'm on Pinterest, I don't feel like I'm wasting time on social media. That's such a good point. Yeah. I don't feel like that. And and that is like what we want you to feel. We want you to like spend your time on Pinterest, get that inspiration and then go do it. Like we don't want you to sit there for hours, like scrolling. I mean, if you do and it's relaxing, good, like also do that. But like the intent is to like find inspiration and then like, Go do it. Oh, the irony of that woman telling you you didn't appear to be a doer on your resume and now you are working <laughs> at the doer network. Damn. Exactly. I, love that. I know. <laughs> How the tables have turned. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I was an early adopter of Pinterest, I would say. Ooh. But now Ooh. I have these boards that I've had since I was oh. like 18. Yeah. Oh. And I yeah. go, there's like one that's like wish list or something like that. And I <laughs> scrolled all the way back recently and I'm like, this is hideous. I would never wear these earrings or like, Cringe. why did I love this? It's just so funny to look back kind the of on profile. how my tastes have changed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I also got, uh, I started using Pinterest like when I was in high school and before I got the job and I had to send them my Pinterest profile, I did like a sweep and mortifying the content that I had. Yeah. Like I had a board called like hot boys and was just like pinning <laughs> hot boys to it. I was like, I was like, get rid of this board. I was like, it was a nightmare. It was so embarrassing. I was like, that is so funny. What kind of things are you pinning now? Have you done any quarantine projects? Um, yeah. Uh, I, so I started uh, braiding my hair, which in like, um, kind of like the knotless braids, it's, it's a protective hairstyle, but it takes mm-hmm. like six to eight hours if you sit in a chair to get it done by someone and then obviously couldn't go get my hair done and I was surfing a bunch uh so I was like I'll just teach myself how to braid my hair um I started a garden uh it is unfortunately dead right now uh the fire (laughs) season and just like cold did not treat my garden well so but I'm optimistic (laughs) Brie thank you so much for joining us this is a lovely chat. Yeah. I, I feel so energized and like, I just want to scroll on Pinterest all day. Please do go get inspired. Get out there, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Bri. I want to work at Pinterest. Same. I feel like we're always pushing our clients to do more on Pinterest. Yeah. And the network is clearly growing. Mm-hmm. And I think if you look at what we were talking about in the beginning of the episode, comparing Pinterest to some of the big players like Facebook yep. in terms of just brand trust <laughs> and transparency. Pinterest clearly has it way more. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they just see their user base continuing to grow as people start to evaluate mm-hmm. how they're spending their time on social media. Absolutely. Jen, I want to know, what's your biggest Pinterest fail? My biggest Pinterest fail. You know, when you try to make something that looks like beautiful on Pinterest Ooh. and then it just comes out 
not great. Yes. In college, I, for some reason, thought that I had a very steady hand and could paint myself art. That I had thought wo- you were going to say like a self-portrait. No, that had <laughs> words on it. You know, just like inspirational yeah. stuff that I was going to hang above my bed. I did it, but it looked like a kindergartner did it. What about you? I don't, I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but I was thinking about a recipe that I tried to do <laughs> and it was like a detox soup and I was like, it was after the holidays last year uh-huh. and I was like, okay, I need to reset and it was disgusting, but it looked so pretty in the photo. It was like, just like turmeric broth. Well, I was going to ask you if you remembered your turmeric phase. <laughs> oh yeah, I made that turmeric tea. tea with milk. You were obsessed. Golden love, tea. Love Pinterest. Okay, so the account that I think y'all should be following this week is Phenomenal. Literally. (laughs) It's Phenomenal. phenomenal. (laughs) And you might remember us mentioning this earlier in the season when we had its founder, Mina Harris, on the show. Mina Harris is Kamala Harris's niece. So obviously we've been following along (laughs) very closely over the past week. And Phenomenal has been posting some great content, uh, giving updates on the election, and is always, always giving powerful Words of wisdom and advice for causes out in the world. Yeah, especially love their female-focused lens. Yeah. And you've probably seen a lot of their shirts out in the wild these days, too. Um, Phenomenal Woman. Last night on Dancing with the Stars, we saw Phenomenal Latina. So take a look at their website. Follow them on Instagram. Follow me on Twitter. Do all of the things. And that's the end of our show. All the social ladies. All the social ladies. All the social ladies. All the social ladies, all the social ladies, all the social ladies, all the social ladies, now put your phones up.